Welcome to Understandable Solutions, the podcast where we discuss business and current events, those important issues that impact our world. Our goal is that you walk away with at least one nugget of useful and thought-provoking information to make your day. Here's your host, Jeff Newkirk. Welcome to the Understandable Solutions podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Newkirk. Always good to have you joining us. Today, we're going to talk about leadership, and I have one of the gurus of leadership, Mr. Joe Corona. He's been in leadership for a number of years, and we're going to get into some details about what it takes to be a good, strong, effective leader. So, Joe, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Jeff. Glad to be here. And I want to thank my sponsor, Outstanding DNA. So I'm glad to have a sponsor now. Outstanding DNA is underwear on a mission. Ultra comfortable performance skivvies made here in the USA. 22 veterans die by suicide every day. Outstanding DNA apparel reminds us that we are all outstanding and we are dedicated to ending the suicide epidemic with a portion of all the sales going to suicide prevention in partnership with Fob Razor. Now, Fob Razor is a veteran and first responder peer support program, and it's right here in Texas. So support the mission and Outstanding DNA. You can find Outstanding DNA at outstandingdna.com. And if you order, your first order, you get 15% off by using the code SOLUTIONS. That's S-O-L-U. T-I-O-N-S. So again, thank you to my sponsor, Outstanding DNA. Joe, thank you so much for coming on, and you have a wealth of experience. Been around the block a couple times. I would say that we are seasoned. I don't like to be called old. I don't know about you, but somebody looks at me and says, you're you're old. No, I'm just seasoned. I like seasoned. (laughs) So you have over 30 years of leadership experience having held senior executive positions in several Fortune 500 and mid-sized companies. You've led transformation projects, new business ventures, and execution of change management strategies. That's a lot. So some, some of the highlights from, from those experiences? Yeah, Jeff, I've um, going all the way back, I've always been passionate about developing teams and organizations, and, and certainly it's been an evolution, but... Um, you know, I, my, my interest in leadership, really kind of the genesis of it goes all the way back to when I was in high school and I uh, sort of elevated to a, a assistant manager of a restaurant. And, uh, you know, so that's a hard job, 16 or 17 years, years old, leading a bunch of high school friends. So interesting uh, leadership uh, opportunity for sure. But but no, that's when I, I really became interested in leadership and. And, and have been ever ever since. So, um, you know, worked my way up through financial services organizations early in my career and, um, you know, eventually realized leadership is not only challenging, but there's a, a bit of a, a, you know, a lapse in leadership in, in the business world out there. And, and I, you know, sort of... I couldn't had, agree more. And had, we're going to get into some of that. Yeah, I had a light bulb moment that early in my career that, hey, I think, you know, if I really focus on developing my leadership skills, I, I think that that might be the ticket to, you know, eventually uh, moving up the corporate ladder, taking on more responsibility, et cetera. So, so yes, it's certainly been uh, an evolution. And um, 
I, I've drawn you know, been drawn to uh, you know, organization challenges, you know, mm-hmm. such as you know starting new new ventures, mm-hmm. um, trans you know transforming uh, underperforming ventures. Um, you know, all that's some exciting stuff to see something that's is. not working. You get involved, then it begins functioning a whole lot better, and people are happy. It's it's a it's a lot of work, and it's a big challenge. Yeah. But you know, when you're able to pull a team together and and achieve great things, there's nothing more satisfying. Yeah. It seems you know when we met a while ago, it seemed to me that we had a lot in common. You know, similar career paths. We're both now in. Uh, you use the term executive advising, which I'm gonna kind of steal because I really like that better than coaching, but, uh, and then consulting. Uh, one of the things that you, we've talked about is how we've grown over the course of our careers into leadership. And thinking back to some of your challenges and, and seeing some of your projects get transformed and new ventures, did you ever uh, rub people the wrong way, so, so to speak? And I, what I mean by that is, being a strong and effective leader, sometimes you, I'll just speak from my own experience, rub people the wrong way because you're doing the right thing and they've got a different agenda. That's it yep. in a nutshell. Have you ever experienced that? I, ha- I have. And I can think specifically early in my career um, when I uh, was with an organization, been with them for quite a while and have have you know developed a, a, a decent reputation in the company for getting things done, but then as I moved up the the corporate ladder, um, I, I tended to continue to use the aggressive uh, style to try mm-hmm. and you know push you know push to get things done, and the higher oh there's Joe and, coming and, again yeah the higher you elevate in, in an organization, the more tactful and patient and thoughtful you need to be so. And be careful um, of those turf battles. That's right. That's right. So no, I got my my wings clipped a couple of times uh, early in my career um, yeah. because I rubbed people the wrong way, and 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 and, and I don't say that because I figured that you would. Just it just happens when you're a strong and effective leader, you're going to come across others in the corporate world that are not. That's right. It, it's just the way it is. That's right. Yeah, that, that's right, and it's and it's then you, you have to figure out how to size them up, right? Exactly. Uh, how do you how do you how do you size them up? And and that's the, the the old skill of listening and and paying attention to you know the the, the individual and the situation and trying to understand it before you yeah. um, before you act. <laughs> exactly, communication is key, right? For sure, for sure, communication is uh in in the last several organizations i've been in communication has been the the number one you know core value because that that's uh you know uh, it's the origin of of most successes and most failures is is, is absolutely one way or the other yeah because people for whatever reason don't like those difficult conversations so they avoid it yes and what happens you know the issue snowballs that's Before right. you know it, it's out of control. People are upset. Who, who knows what can happen? Yeah. So communication is so important. Uh, absolutely. So most recently, you served as president and CEO of CC Financial Corp., which is a startup financial technology business that was scaled up and then acquired by a large public traded company. That sounds pretty cool. So tell us about that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. 
uh, is also a heck of a lot of hard work. Um, yeah, I was introduced to a gentleman in 2012 that I had uh, worked with very early in my career, and they had this idea to build this uh, uh, fintech company that uh, would provide financing services to merchants through a, a technology platform. At the time, it was really just an idea, and um, you know, we really didn't have any capital. We didn't have you know, in much in the way of, of talent or, or um, you know, or technology or much of anything. It was a, a handful of folks with an idea. And uh, in the back office of a warehouse in, in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, that, that's the perfect story. Yeah. <laughs> like a handful of people work in the back of a warehouse. And then all of a sudden you're acquired by a large publicly traded company. Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. That's so like a dream come it, true. It is. It is. Um, you know, but uh, some nightmares along the way for <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, nothing goes without a challenge. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, kind of the, the, the long story short is that we, um, you know, built some uh, basic technology. We raised some for a first round of capital and, uh uh, partnered with a with a private equity firm. They asked me to, you know, run the the organization. So I thought, you know, this is going to be a couple year project. Yeah. Um, but we were able to uh, build a an incredibly innovative technology solution. We scaled the business nationwide. Um, you know, from beyond the borders of Georgia. Uh, uh, That's was, pretty it was, cool. It was a cool opportunity for me to take. Uh, you know, all of my years of, of leadership experience and really, mm -hmm. you know, sort of incubate it in, in a startup. And um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know, some tough, you know, some tough uh, days along the way, raising capital, uh, you know, keeping, keeping a team together, uh, meeting the expectations of the increaser, increasing investor base. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but lo and behold, you know, we, we ex exited successfully eight years into it. And um, couldn't be prouder of, of the team that, that, uh, that executed that strategy over that eight-year period. And, uh, you know, certainly, you know, one of the most rewarding yeah. segments of, of my career, for, for sure. Sounds like it. It sounds like uh, that could be a book in the making. <laughs> Uh, it could, it certainly, it certainly could be going I mean, back to the warehouse where we had to take right. turns taking, taking trash out every night and yeah. crawling around, hooking up computers and, you know, then the rats, platform. rats in the, in the drawers of the desks. Whoa, and we, what? <laughs> yeah. We had all kinds of, uh, rats interesting, in the drawers. Yeah, there was, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it oh was, it man, was, I might've yeah. bailed. <laughs> some did, some did. <laughs> That's that's perseverance right there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so now you started Peak Performance Leadership Consulting, and tell us about that. Yeah, I actually started uh, Corona Consulting back in 2011, and um, and and my consulting uh, led me to the opportunity in Atlanta. So um, you know, I had had uh, a base of, of consulting experience back then. But once we exited, um, I stayed on with the, the buyer for about uh, about six months, and then and then I decided it was time for me to move on, um, and started you know peak performance, uh, peak performance leadership consulting. I work with leaders and uh, you know executives that uh, to help them build teams and scale their organizations, and that's kind of been my sweet spot. Um, as you you might guess, taking a, a, a business in Atlanta from humble beginnings. 
you know, to, you know, about a hundred million dollar organization requires. Where there are no rats and that's Yeah, that's right. No more rats, <laughs> no more rats. Uh, requires really some scale, right? You got to figure out how to scale. How do you take a business from beginning and, 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 you know, move it beyond, um, beyond that. So that's kind of been my sweet spot is, is working with founders that have a great idea and, and a good foundation in place, but, uh, you know, sort of need some experienced based perspective to help you know, build their organization beyond, you know, where it is today. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. So now where do you mostly with, with peak formants, I want to make sure that I pronounce mm-hmm. it correctly. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I a lot, do, a lot of people yeah. don't. <laughs> so peak formants, how do, how do people learn about peak formants and get in, you know, in touch with you? Yeah, your services. yeah. Um, you know, www.peakformanceconsulting.com is is my um, is my uh, website, and um, you know, uh, one of my services are are described pretty well on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do do some podcasts, not as not as cool and, and experienced <laughs> at as, as as you are. Uh, I, I can learn learn a few things well, here. From still, I'm today. learning, man. I'm I'm just starting out. Uh, I also have some, several articles on my website. I love to I love to write. Um, I, I do have a you know a, a newsletter um, distribution list that goes out with my podcast and infographics and you know helpful tips and hints that uh, awesome. hopefully people find value in. So yeah, that's uh, you know that's typically how I I try and remain connected to those I'm doing business with or, or hope to do business with at some point. Excellent. Now, do you have most of your clients in Texas here? You, you don't, do you? No, I don't, yeah. actually. You're, um, you're on the road. Yes, I have a, I have a couple of clients local. Well, uh, thanks for taking time out of your traveling yeah, schedule. Yeah, hey, glad to be here. here. Glad yeah. to be. Always glad to be in Texas. Um, but I, um, I also have uh, clients yeah, all over the map, east to east to west. Um, I one other thing I do is I, I work with uh, private equity firms and, and venture capital firms to evaluate businesses they're looking to invest in. So that's another mm-hmm. kind of segment of my business. But yeah, that's interesting. I, I you know have you know far far north and and on the west coast and east coast. Uh, you know, fortunately, um, yeah, I've sort of le- leveraged my network over the years and and that's awesome. broadened a little bit. So yeah, good, good. So you know, like I said before, we. We've both been around the block a couple of times now. Lots of lessons learned. I mean, I have stories. I know you have <laughs> stories. Uh, what are your some of your most memorable leadership experiences in your career? Yeah, I mean, it has one has to be the rats in the desk. Well, right? yeah, how to how to overcome the the rats um, is certainly one of them. <laughs> and uh, yeah. sense of humor is crucial. Yeah, 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 that's for sure. That's for sure. Be able to look beyond the you know the, the current and and envision the future. Um, you know, I, I think probably the, one of the biggest learnings uh, early in my career was was figuring out how do you how do you remain control of your sphere of responsibility, but yet not do it all. And, uh, and that's, that's a hard, hard thing to, to do, hard mm-hmm. thing to learn. So I, I remember a gentleman named Bill Jesse, uh, he was a, a great man, God rest his soul, um, you know, who believed in, in me and kind of worked, you know, built, you know, worked me through, uh, up the corporate ladder and ultimately gave me responsibility at a pretty young age, um, for a, a financial services, uh, operation. And, um, you know, I definitely felt like it was out of my comfort zone, but he believed in me 
and uh, one of his, uh, you know, when when we'd be out having dinner after work or whatever, he he would say, you know, I'd be asking questions. He say, you you just you need to just figure it out your way, you know, hmm. take responsibility and interesting and um, kind of threw it back at you. That's right, that's right, and and you know, so that was. You know, and then, of course, you know, you, then you start trying to control everything and doing it all yourself. And, you know, over, over the years, uh, I, I'm a firm believer in empowerment, right? I, I totally believe in empowerment. And, and if any of my prior colleagues are listening to this, I think they'd support me on that. But it takes... So not it, micromanaging. It, that's right. And, and that takes, you know, it takes some, some effort to figure that out. What does that mm-hmm. mean, right? Um, so I always it, use the term mentor, support, guide. You know, those three. Yeah. To try to really explain as as my role in whether you're supervising or manage whatever the position, I don't want to know somebody's job better than they do, right? I'm here to mentor them, support them, guide them, but I'm not going to do it. They're doing it. Yes, I'll help them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. Right. It's a great point. Give them the, the autonomy to to excel on their own. Right. That, that is that is a terrific point. And the challenge is, especially for a less experienced leader, is, uh, wait a minute, how do, I, how do I do that? How do I give up control and, and, and allow somebody to, to do it their way? And, and the thing is that you can, you know, just because you're granting somebody the authority to, to figure out how best to do the job doesn't mean you disconnect from it either. No, absolutely right? not. Yeah. No, in fact, you have to stay connected. You do, you do. and there's, there's effective ways to, to do that so mm-hmm. that you can p- provide the influence along the way. Right. Yet and empower them to do the job, uh, you know, the way they, they see fit. Yeah. You can't mentor, support, and guide from a distance. That's right. But you also don't want to be breathing over their shoulder. You don't, and and they. You, and, and I'm they, sure you've worked with micromanagers. I have. I have. <laughs> yeah, there's there's almost in in my in my. Only thing we can do is laugh about you it. You know, and, and I'd say that, that <laughs> micromanagement is just a is just a dirty word uh-huh. in, in my industry. It's uh, and and unfortunately, I, I see more of it than than I care to believe. Um, uh, you know, f- young, ambitious, or really young, you know, young, old, whatever ambitious folks that really want to do a good job and, mm-hmm. and influence the future direction of an organization, you know, don't want somebody breathing over their back all the oh. time. They, they want, the they can't grow. To do it. That's right. They're stifled. And That's right. do you think that, uh, those that feel like they have to micromanage, like they have to stay in control, is it because they, they feel like they can do it better or because they're insecure, or maybe sometimes both. It's probably a little bit of both, but uh, the insecurity, I think, is is the hardest thing you know to overcome. And you know, I I think anybody, any honest, even experienced leader, would have to think back early in their career when you know that is uncomfortable to give mm-hmm. up control and, yeah. and trust somebody to do the job because you, you don't know, know what the outcome because is because you don't you don't know, and and eventually you realize that hey, even when they make mistakes you know, good comes from that. And, um, and, and therein lies the opportunity to provide yeah. the, the encouragement and the direction and the guidance along the way. But insecurity, I think is, you know, with, with, with so much pressure on leaders, especially, you know, high up in an organization, there is a, a bit of insecurity. I believe that, Hey, I can't let this go. I, there's too much risk for, you know, for, for mm-hmm. this to fail. I, I got to stay connected. Yeah. I got to stay on top of it. Yeah. Got to do it my way. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So when I started out on my own, uh, not long ago in 2019, 
Um, although I wanted to do it long before that, just timing wasn't mm-hmm. right. But uh, it, one of the reasons that I started on my own is because I just felt like I could make a better, more significant impact on on my own, on my own terms. And having worked in other consulting firms and having worked in, in other corporations, I just knew, I just knew that I could, I could have that more direct positive impact. And hopefully I am. But what were some of the reasons that you decided to start peak performance training or peak performance leadership? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 35 or 36 years maybe now into my career. And uh, as I'd mentioned early on, I've taken on some pretty big challenges. And, um, you know, there comes a point in your career where, <laughs> uh, you know, some of that heavy lifting is, is for, you know, for, for younger folks. So I, I kind of am at a, at a point in my career where I, I felt like, um, you know, taking on another startup, for example, is, you know, is, those, are, those are a heck of a lot of work and, oh. and take a, a long-term commitment. So some of it is, is just kind of It takes a I'm lot at. of energy. It does. It does. So some of it is where I, I am in my career. But I, I like you, always, always had the, the vision of, um, you know, taking, you know, what I'm very passionate about, you know, which is leadership and organization development, and, and, and work with folks that are interested in, in partnering with me to, mm-hmm. you know, to help them progress. Um, I love seeing people, you know, be successful. Yeah. And um, as, as you know, being, being in a similar business, you know, some clients are embrace um, the advisory partnership and, and some don't. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not for everyone. And, and it's hard, you know, it's hard to influence positive change if it's not a mutual oh. mutual commitment to yeah. that process. I so couldn't agree more. Yeah, but I I and one other thing I, I really enjoy being involved in in just different domains, different you know different industries. Because um, you get a chance to learn something new, you, you know, a different type of uh, how they do things in a different manufacturing or a different service, whatever. But you're still applying leadership, your skill set, but in a different setting. Which is cool. Absolutely, cool the, the skills the skills are transferable. Um, you know, uh, uh, there's been nothing but validation for that. You know, since I've been back into the consulting world, but I love to learn. And um, you know, there's so many new businesses I've been exposed to that uh, you know are challenging me. Right? We always got to challenge ourselves to continue to grow. Well, yeah, that, that's how we improve yeah. and move forward. So that's that's been that's been an awesome part of of the consulting work I've done. Good. So in my experience, I've come to the conclusion that there are really three, three requirements in order to have a very successful and productive consulting client relationship. And so I'm going to bounce these off off Mm -hmm. you and see what you think. Cool. The first is they have to be seeking assistance. It can't be forced on them. It can't be a situation where like there's, you know, the HR department or the CEO says, you know, Jeff, you're going to have to work with this uh, executive advisor now, and Jeff isn't isn't willing or isn't isn't seeking that assistance. So, if that if they're not seeking assistance, no go. Not going to work. That's one hundred percent. Hundred percent is that's about all I can say to that. Yeah, if there's not a if there's not a commitment, um, it, it's going to be very difficult to make any meaningful change. You're you're right on with that one. Number two. So now they've asked for help. Okay, and you are there providing the services you know that they're looking for and that you know you can deliver 
but they're not receptive. Okay, so they're not open to any suggestions. They already have all the answers. They were just hiring you to say, yep, you're right. You know, so there's no, they're not open-minded. They're not uh, really interested in that dialogue of what's going to work, what's not going to work. And so I don't expect all of my recommendations and suggestions to be implemented. But what I do expect is to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's number two. They have to at least be open-minded to have that conversation. They do. And, and, and the hard part about that, Jeff, as you know, is because that, that's the point at which you're, um, you're trying to influence change, right? And then change, you know, quote, unquote, um, is, is really where the, the rub can, can come, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and that's that kind of critical juncture at which that client has to decide, am, am I open to change? I hired you and I love your ideas and what you're saying sounds great. Um, but now but I already know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's that, there's that. Um, and you know, and, and when somebody's in an intense, you know, business leadership situation, uh, and, and, and you're asking, asking them to, to, to change or, or trying to help them change. That's, that's when, that's when they really see the risk. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's just too, too much risk for me to take that step and yeah. do things differently. Oh, that's, uh, that sounds like some vulnerability there, right? <laughs> that's right. I mean, they really put themselves out there, but yes. the thing is, that's how you can improve. That's how you can get better. That's how the company can get better. And again, it doesn't mean that you're implementing a hundred percent of the recommendations that come up, but through that discussion, there might be another recommendation that is, you know, collaboratively yeah. come up with. It's even better. Absolutely. And that so, back and that back and forth is, you know, the dialogue, right? When you're so important. When you're working through situations together and doing, you know, critical thinking together, you know, that that's when the the end you know, that's when the, the light bulb moments come. Yeah. And uh yeah, hey, let's for, you know, for try us it. as consultants too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. the third, I think, in all important but the third is there has to be some commonality in beliefs and values if i'm working with somebody and i know that they are or that i am very different from them and what i believe in and what my value structure is uh, i know that we're not going to be on the same page and sometimes when that 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 doesn't necessarily surface early on in the engagement Uh, sometimes it does but i know it's going to be a challenge going forward when we're so, you know, there's, we are so different. Have you had that similar experience? Yes, I have. Yeah. I can think of, uh, thinking of some as you're, as you're describing it. Um, there has to be, uh, you know, some values that are, they're very aligned or where it's going to be very difficult to make progress because, you know, you're going to get, you're going to work through tough situations. Right. And, um, and and have candid conversation and and that's you know that, that that's really what they hire us for. Yeah, I was right? just going to say that's why you're there. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but uh, you know, but but there has to be enough alignment with uh, you know style and and core values, or it's probably going to be short lived. And and you know, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I've had relationships like that mm-hmm. uh, where I. You know, it just it no longer made sense for me, and it probably didn't for my client either. Mm-hmm. Um, right? You know, I don't. I, I wasn't enjoying it. They 
may have not been enjoying it either. It's time time to move on. Yeah, and sometimes that happens. It does. You know, it's, it does. You know we, we have to stay true to who we are. That's right. So, yeah, that I, I firmly believe in those three, and yeah. I just... Nobody's, con- nobody's convinced me that they're not they're not spot on. I'm not gonna. I'm not either. <laughs> no, you're spot on. So, what would you say in today's uh, business climate environment, both you know domestically, internationally? What do you see as the biggest voids in leadership? I think, that is it sounds like a loaded, yeah, loaded question. Well, I don't mean it to. <laughs> Well, the one that stands out to me is, and, and, you know, if folks look at the articles I've written or listen to my podcast, uh, there, there's a common theme. Um, leaders are under more pressure today than they've ever been. Um, it's a hyper, you know, hyper communication, hyper busy environment out there. Um, and do you think that part of that is also the need for instant yes. gratification, yes. instant improvement? Like, I need this to be better tomorrow. Yes. No, that's absolutely it. And planning is more quarter to quarter. you got earnings calls that you've, you've got to have something substantive for the next, you know, earnings call in 90 days that the, the short term, you know, or, or planning has become more short term. So mm-hmm. I think the biggest void is really, uh, you know, not taking a, a thoughtful process, you know, spending the time to really think through, um, you know, the, the, the problem or the opportunity and, and collaborating with the right folks in a productive, you know, collective way to come up with the best decision. Boy, I think that is, that is so true. How many times have we seen just quick decisions made yeah. or certainly sooner than they should have been just to meet, a, you know, a certain need or because they're getting pressure from some other, yeah. you know, outside influence, it, and yep. what happens? You know, not the best outcome. No, you know, and and you know, in in my in my advisory work, I, I I you know work as hard as I can to convince them. Hey, if we just take a little more time to really think this through, and uh, get get more information, we're going to end up making a better decision, and we're going to save time in the long run. But yeah, very very short term mentality is I think driving you know sort of acceleration of of, yeah. of the decision making process that's not healthy right and I see because of that the tenure decreasing overall yeah. I mean the the average tenure for uh, I was in healthcare for a number of years so for administrators or folks in the C-suite in healthcare probably less than three years now yeah that's I mean that's, that's short yeah right? that, that, that's short and and then unfortunately when when you when you think about that compressed timeline, um, you know, er, 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 you know, your, your consideration of a, even either a personal or a professional decision is, is got that short, short horizon and there's a yeah. lack of investment in you know, what is going to make me, you know, better or the organization better over the long term. So you're sort of under investing in, in the, in the longer term and, right. and with leaders that's learning and growing, right? Every, every leader, you know, no matter how experienced, should should uh, you know always be figuring out how best to, to learn and, and challenge Absolutely. yourself and move out of the comfort zone. Yeah. Oh, out of the comfort zone. Yeah. yeah that's that. That's where we grow. <laughs> that's right? right. That's right. You can't become complacent, uh, even oh, though it's more comfortable that's there. Right. <laughs> so, who would you say, in your opinion, are some of the leadership gurus that you look to for uh, their policies, their their thoughts, their you know their 
um, ideas. Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of them. There's there's a couple that I've I've really drawn to over the years. Gordon Bethune, um, you know, who is the CEO of Continental, and the reason that one resonates with me is because I was a Continental customer. You know, back when okay. they were they were bankrupt. Back to think I lived in New Jersey, um, which was their main hub. And they later merged with United. Yeah, they did. Uh, so Gordon was Gordon really led them from you know bankruptcy, um, you know, in the in the early nineties, you know, to a wildly successful airline. Um, and he and he did it by pulling people together, uh, getting everybody excited about the future vision, um, you know, investing. In investing in growth and new initiatives, which the prior regime has had really done a lot of cutting. You, know, mm-hmm. you can't you can't cut your way to, to profitability. That uh, that is very important and profound. Yeah. You cannot cut your way to profitability. No. But how many times do you see that happen? Yeah, if we just keep t- <laughs> tightening our belt and tightening our belt, we'll eventually be profitable. Well, yeah, of course, we won't have anybody here to work. Yeah, that's right. You know, but. That's right. Or your services, uh, you know, become you know. Less than they, they need to be. So he's one. You know, Condi Rice is, is one that, um, you know, I, I uh, have a lot of respect for. Yeah. And, and her humility, um, her intellect, her, um, you know. Her presence. Her, her presence, her genuine approach. Yeah. Uh, you know, is, is uh, you, you think about the position of Secretary of State and, you know, how intensely... Uh, intense yeah. <laughs> that probably was. and she was criticized heavily yeah but she held her own she did and yeah. every time she came to the podium or was in front of the camera she would always was poised yeah she was and ex- extremely um emotionally intelligent mm-hmm. right to use today's mm-hmm. terms and, yeah. and we don't see that i mean as much no. as we should <laughs> no we don't we don't so a lot of respect for that and then the other one which is sort of mo- more modern day that everybody can connect to is jeff bezos and and i think the you know his his approach to empowerment right uh-huh. um really really first first of all getting well he rubs some people the wrong he way. does he does because he's but know, nobody can argue with his success yeah, he's a fast mover right he's a he's, he's a fast mover um, but, uh, you know, he, he did a great job getting everybody excited on the team about the future vision, which that's number one. And then two, really, you know, he, he committed to, to the empowered approach that, you know, you, you come up with your ideas, you implement them, you run it. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of respect for that. And look at the success that they've had. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. You know, that, who knows where that's going to go. That's right. So for somebody moving into a management position, cause I don't want to say leadership, management because they're, they're, there's a difference, right? Mm-hmm. You can be a manager, but not a leader. You don't have to be in a management position to be a leader. But if somebody assumes a position of authority, they're responsible for other people, what are some suggestions you would give that person to really excel and be successful and move into true leadership? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a cool question. Um, you know, one of one of the the most important things I think that that I would uh, want to suggest is is being organized. Um, leaders leaders have got to be organized um, to get some structure to your that's life. That's right. You got to have some structure, both you know, both to tasks and communication, you know, strategy, et cetera. So it, it's it's really uh, you know cr- being organized uh, and and prioritizing. Um, ensures that uh, that you're focused on the high impact activities and, and that you don't become consumed with uh, the busy work. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's a big Stay out of the weeds. Stay out of the weeds, right? And, and there, there are times where you do need to get into the weeds, right? Uh, yeah, but, if, but if you're keeping a close pulse on your sphere of influence, those times will, you know, that you do need to go down into the weeds. It'll become obvious to you. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, you know, critical issues or, you know, service interruptions or projects get derailed or whatever the case may be. You know, that's when you do get into the weeds, figure out what's going on. And, uh, um, but, but yeah, it's, it's staying organized is, is definitely, definitely one of them. Okay. And, and I think, you know, number two would be, uh, you have, you have to, to figure out when to, you have to say no sometimes. Um, oh, that's a tough one. That is a, that is a hard one. And I, I suggest that to, you know, to, to new, you know, folks that are jumping into new management positions, but, <laughs> Uh, that translates right, you know, all the way up to the most experienced, and uh, you can't you can't do everything, right? No, um, no. You, you only certainly have, not well. You only have so much capacity, right? You only have so much leadership capacity that that you can use, you know, on a day to day basis. So you got to figure out, um, as a leader, you know, what 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 are the priorities and stay focused yeah. on those. Which means sometimes you have to say say no. You know, to, be to, mindful of your bandwidth. That's right. And don't don't go over. That's right. Because nobody will be the beneficiary beneficiary of that, right? No. And your earlier question about challenges, uh, scope, right? You know that that there's a, a tendency to pack so much into this, you know, strategic scope, for example, because we got to get it done. We got to get it done. But then you know you pack too much in, exceeds your ability to execute. Yeah. And and nothing really good comes from that. Oh, agreed. Agreed. So in your career, and you've had a lot of great experiences, any do-overs, anything that you look back on and say, man, I should have done this a little bit differently? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I, that. Uh, there can't be, well, I, can't you be know, there's, there's do-overs as in, you know, man, if I, I had two choices, if I'd have taken the other one, that I would have been better off. And then there's, and then there's, you know, the benefit of hindsight. Uh, I, I try, I try not to. I don't, really don't have any regrets, and there's no point in looking back um, because you you made decisions, you know, based on what you knew at the time. Um, do overs. I, you know, there's been a couple of career opportunities that I was enamored with that didn't turn out like I expected and um you know perhaps did them for the wrong reasons I probably you know made made them made those decisions in haste as opposed to maybe taking a little more time to think about it I can so relate to that yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you yeah but even some of those uh you know we're still we're, learn something we're, from incredible them. learning opportunities yeah. for sure um, you know, I've, I talked to a, a former colleague recently and I said, you know, when you're in a tough career situation, I think sometimes you're learning more, uh, than you, than you do when you're in a good career situation. Oh. Sometimes that's of little solace when you're, when you're in a unfortunate career situation, but, it's true. but I it, think it is true. You know, yeah. somebody said to me one time, um, uh, I was coaching and, uh, I was coaching football and somebody said, you know, it's really easy to coach when you're winning, when you're losing, that's, right. that's when you decide how much you really like coaching. And I think that applies to being a leader and, and an executive or, or in, really in any position. Yes. If you 
really enjoy something and you have passion for whatever you're doing, you're going to continue on those tough days because we're going to have tough days. But if you don't enjoy it, you don't have passion for it, it ain't going to happen. That's a that's a super that's a super good point, and and that's that's maybe a, a another uh, bit of advice to to pass on to the the newer you know managers or leaders. There you're you're gonna you're going to have adversity. It's just part of of life. It's part of the professional you know process. It's you are gonna have adversity, and I know sometimes we are all all want everything to go great all the time but that's just not a, a realistic expectation so yeah it's the tough times jeff like you just said that are, are gonna you know really show um, how effective you know leaders are yeah. um it's it's the tough situations that are gonna either you know either you're gonna be forced to grow and yeah. become a more effective leader or, or or not that's right it's the tough times yeah. those challenges that's right Joe, this has been awesome. I really appreciate you coming on. It was a fast 40 minutes. That flew by. That sure did. Thanks for having me, Jeff. I've enjoyed talking with you. Thanks thanks Thank so much you. for inviting me on. I, I appreciate it. Sure, absolutely. So if there's one or two nuggets that you want the listeners to take away from this conversation, and I know we had several, you had lots of great points, but what are maybe one or two that you really want them to walk away with? Um, you know, be, be aware, uh, of your sit, you know, continuously put forth effort to be aware of your situation. Situation awareness is so important and, and, and it requires really feedback from, you know, from sort of a 360 perspective. So that's a big one. I, you know, you rely on folks. It's a tough world out there. So, you know, making sure you're on top of, uh, uh you know, what's going on around you, uh, requires, as you said, lots of communication with folks uh, around you. And, uh, you know, keep, keep, keep growing, keep, keep learning, yeah. keep pushing your, your, yourself out of that comfort zone. If you're not feeling uncomfortable once in a while, <laughs> you're not growing. And I know that's right. a bit of a cliche, but it, it's so, it's true. so important. Yeah, yeah. I think so. We got to be uncomfortable once in a that's while. Right. That's, that's how right. we get better. That's right. Joe, this has been awesome. Again, thank you. How do people learn more about you and your business and what you can do for them? Yeah, thank you. Peakformanceconsulting.com um, is, is my website. And, uh, you know, uh, it, there's a pop-up uh, when you access my website. You can sign up for my newsletters. Uh, if you're on that list, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't pester people with sales information. I provide them value-added information that they can decide whether, you know, they want, uh, you know, more information about my services later. Um, so, yeah, I'd love, love to have anybody sign up for my newsletter. And cool. um, my phone number's on my website. And, uh, yeah, anybody, you know, is looking for some advisory assistance and and experienced base uh you know uh services i'd, I'd love love the opportunity to, to hear from them well they would certainly benefit by contacting you and talking with you thank you jeff i appreciate you, you saying you that bring a lot of experience and expertise to the table thank you and again that is peak formance that's p-e-a-k-f-o-r-m-a-n-c-e.com correct right? that's right that's awesome. right Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. This was a great discussion with Mr. Joe Corona, leadership guru. And I want to hear from you. What did you get out of today's episode? Please, please email me and let me know. You can contact me at jeff at understandablesolutions.com and let me know what you got out of today's episode. So again, thank you so much for tuning in. I want to thank my sponsor again, Outstanding DNA. Great people that own that company. Check it out. Understand, or excuse me, outstandingdna.com. So again, thanks for tuning in. 
I hope today was a great day. I hope tomorrow is even better. Peace, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Understandable Solutions. We hope we met our goal and remember that was for you to walk away with at least one nugget of useful and thought-provoking information to make your day. And tell us what that is. We want to know. Be sure to review us favorably on your favorite podcast platform.